Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqamini and Emil Ahsan Alexander Tuwabi. The Islamic Renaissance is here and now. May the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of the divine be upon you all. My name is Ahmed, and I am a physicist, a poet, and deeply committed to sharing the fundamental connection between science and spirituality with our community and beyond. Ihsan is a spiritual coach, writer, and speaker committed to the evolution of consciousness within the global community. You are listening to the Soul of Islam radio podcast. It is dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. I am Ahmed and I am here with my good friend and brother Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum, akhi. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. It's a pleasure to be here, Ahmed, and a blessed salam. May Allah's divine light and grace and beauty and peace be with all of our listeners out there throughout the world. I mean, today's podcast is on transcending the matrix. We here at Soul of Islam Radio will draw inspiration from Islamic spirituality and the matrix, the movie. We will discuss the nature of the matrix and the purpose behind answering the very question, what is the matrix? In 1999, a movie was released that would forever influence contemporary language and culture. The influence of this movie was that big. Terms such as bullet time, red and blue pills, and the term the matrix itself became part of popular language, popular discourse, popular lexicon. But more importantly, subtle and powerful concepts were conveyed that would forever expand common consciousness with regards to the nature of reality. This is going to be a fun episode. I've been wanting to do this one for quite some time. The Matrix is one of the ultimate spiritual movies. It's massive in its depth and the meaning behind a lot of the symbolism and the messages and the concepts that are in this film. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can and does guide and teach through any means. And art is a powerful means of communication. And Allah can convey inspiration through anyone or anything. Now what is The Matrix? It was the very question that drove the character Neo in the movie on his path of discovery and realization. The Matrix is the illusion, the holographic universe, the secular way of living, and anything that is detached from reality. You know, it is very crucial and important to be able to distinguish between reality and illusion. And the ability to differentiate between the two requires a realization, and such a realization is initiated by a choice to walk the path of struggling against oneself, a path of purifying one's heart. It was very interesting. Why was the word matrix used? There are many inspirations behind why, but one of them that really stands out for me was its connection to and place in mathematics. Uh, we know from the Islamic tradition that everything in this universe is in constant tasbih. And tasbih refers to the constant motion, the constant glorification of the Creator. Everything that Allah created, from subatomic particles to the stars, on some level, 
are in constant remembrance. Everything on some level is speaking in a language that Allah created and inspired. Now, the universe and everything in it uses the language of mathematics. It is the purest of all scientific disciplines and is fully understood and realized through others such as physics, chemistry, biology, psychology, and more. Now, a matrix is a very important concept in mathematics. It was first formulated in 1851 by Sylvester and Cayley. This concept has been found to be very useful in quantum mechanics, quantum field theory, probability theory, statistics, economics, electronics, and more. And what a matrix does, it takes a system of many equations, breaks them all down into individual pieces called matrix elements and arranges them in a rectangular array of columns and rows. Basically, it is a container of numbers, symbols, and or expressions. SubhanAllah, we have a concept, a tool in mathematics called a matrix that can take something complex and simplify down to its components. It is a tool that points towards simplicity, and the nature of what things really are on a very fundamental level, all to provide the truth, the correct answer to the very question. Now, stepping out of mathematics and into the cosmos we're all experiencing at this very moment in time, we see that the understanding and the knowledge of what the matrix really is leads the questioner to a perspective, an opening, a level of awareness, and a light that is able to penetrate the veils of worldly illusions and mental delusions. So now that we know what the matrix leads to, we still have to answer the question, what is the matrix? The truth is, is that the matrix is nothing. However, a realization of its true nature is crucial in making the first step on the path. Realizing this mind-perplexing phenomena positions one at an angle where reality can be glimpsed. Morpheus describes a world that has been pulled over our eyes. Everything and everyone constitutes the matrix. Essentially, he's describing dunya, the collective dream, also in other traditions known as maya or as illusion, a world that only exists as a collective neuropsychic experience. At the heart of the question with regards to the nature of the world is what is real? What is real? If what is real is what you can taste, touch, smell, see, hear, these are just electrical impulses that are interpreted by the brain. The mind is like a television screen. It's receiving a signal it's receiving input, information, it's decoding an energetic frequency that it's interpreting into what we call physical experience, that what we experience as physical reality. Yet, is that real? Is that truly real? We know in Islam that the only reality is the divine presence of Allah, and all else exists within the knowledge of Allah. Only that is truly real. Now, quantum physics now has confirmed and taught that nothing but energy exists and that this energy is translated by the mind into physical experience. 
and that there's yet infinitely more empty space in matter than anything solid. Physicality, form, is fundamentally an illusion. And to be trapped in a world where matter is real is to be trapped in a dream world. This is why materialism is the bane of truth and spirituality. Materialism is anti-spirituality. It's anti-truth. It's anti-reality. The only reality is energy. It's spirit. Matter, physicality, it's an illusion. In truth and in reality, it doesn't exist. And the deeper we go, the more that we find emptiness, the more that we find space. We thought that atoms were the fundamental building blocks of reality, but even those are made up of subatomic particles. And there's even more empty space within those than there is anything solid. And the deeper you go, you find that even subatomic particles are made up of pure energy. There's nothing solid, right? The quandary of quantum physics is, is an electron a particle or a wave? And it's a wave until it's actually observed, in which case then it behaves as a particle, in which case it's observable as a particle. Its result, its manifestation is observable as a particle. But up until that point, it behaves as a wave. The mind, observation, it's the act of witnessing itself that condenses or coalesces into the experience of matter. And it goes even deeper. Thoughts physically affect the universe we live in. So the question is, what is real? In Islam, we're seeking truth. We're seeking reality. We're seeking al-haq, haqiqa. And Islamic spirituality or Sufism is also referred to sometimes as ilm al-haqiqa, the knowledge of reality, the knowledge of truth. What is real and how do we awaken from illusion, from sleep? How do we transcend falsehood and awaken to reality? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, That when truth manifests, falsehood vanishes. For falsehood is ever bound to perish, to vanish. Sayyidina Ali karamallahu wajahu said that we are all asleep and when we die, we awaken. When we die, we awaken. Implying that death is the doorway to truth, to reality, to transcendence. So what is death? In death, the spirit is liberated from the body and the mind. The cage, the prison of the body-mind, the soul is freed from the cage or the prison of the body-mind. It's freed from ego-consciousness, from localization in a form. In death, ego-consciousness, the temporal self, is transcended. And all of spirituality is for this. It's to awaken to truth and reality while still alive, before dying. With death, we awaken by necessity. The soul is freed by compulsion. If we're unable to awaken in life and transcend ego consciousness and attachment to form and to dunya at the time of death by force or by divine will, we will be required to let it go. Yet spirituality, specifically Islamic spirituality, tasawwuf, tazgiyat and nafs, the purification of the being, is to transcend illusion and form and to transcend dunya before death. And so said the Prophet Wasallam die before you die now as we know everything is nothing and when i say everything i'm referring to everything that make up what we call the universe so everything is nothing and nothing can be equated with illusion and no illusion is ever real someone could ask the question how can you ahmed make the claim that everything is an illusion and I say that I am not. The universe itself is saying that its ancestry, its lineage, can be traced back to nothing. The initial singularity, 
which was present before the Big Bang, was a point of infinite mass and zero volume. It contained all the mass, all the energy and space-time we see and experience in the universe today. The singularity is just a fancy scientific way of saying nothing or nothingness. And it is from this point of nothingness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything that make up what we call the universe. So every star, every planet, every mountain, every land, every animal, every tree, every seed, every molecule, every atom, every particle can be traced back to that initial singularity, back to that point of nothingness. So again, everything is nothing. Now where does this leave the human being? The physical body we usually identify ourselves with is made up of the same constituents, the same ingredients that make up every star. So our bodies too are from nothing and are nothing. They are not real. And just like the stars that make up the universe, the organs that make up the physical body are all nothing too. Even the brain and the heart because they both are creations of matter. Now, wait a minute, you might be thinking to yourself, the mind and the heart are not real? Especially after we here at Soul of Islam Radio have placed great emphasis on purifying the heart and subduing the mind. The physical body cannot survive without the brain or the heart. It needs both to stay alive. But which of these two organs is a source of nourishment, sustenance, oxygen, and really life to the rest of the body? Now, the answer is obvious. It is the heart and not the human brain. The human brain's functionality is completely dependent on the beating heart. And the heart itself beats only to allow the mind that is housed inside of the human brain to have a chance at a realization. And because of this dependency, the human mind is an illusion. The mind the self is a consequence of a beating heart. So reality does not exist inside of the mind and reality isn't the physical heart either, but reality is the interdimensional divine spark that exists and is centered within the spiritual heart of the human being, within the spiritual heart of the soul. The divine spark is the only thing that is real because it is from and of the divine. So again, everything, even the human being, across dimensions are all nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created nothingness and from it created illusions, but one in particular, the human mind. He created it for the purpose of realizing and reflecting the only reality that there is. Now, practically speaking, how does one transcend the Matrix. In the movie, Morpheus presents Neo with a choice. Two pills. One red and one blue. He can take the red pill and he will wake up and see reality for himself. Or he can take the blue pill, will go back to sleep and can think whatever he likes. In Islamic spirituality, the color red symbolizes zuhud or spiritual asceticism. And the blue in this case would symbolize bliss. Going back to the saying, ignorance is bliss. 
the blue pill would be the choice to remain ignorant and unconscious, yet Neo chooses the red pill, the path of asceticism, the path of zuhud, the path of awakening and truth. Now, we've already done another episode on zuhud or spiritual asceticism, and I would recommend maybe revisiting that. Yet zuhud is the path of diminishing dependence on dunya, the world of form and appearance, the world of illusion. So as to awaken to truth, to reality, so as to transcend dunya individually and collectively, to transcend individual and collective ego consciousness. The entire world is immersed in indulgence in the world of illusion and separation. Yet the spiritual warrior is he or she who chooses the path of asceticism, the path of zuhud, who chooses the way of discipline and practice, the way of connecting with truth and reality beyond the illusory world of form. When we look at the life and the way of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and his companions, and of all prophets, especially Jesus, Sayyidina Isa, they were ascetics, they were zahideen, they were spiritual warriors who had lives of discipline and restraint, of meditation, prayer, and spirituality, and they were individuals who were not limited by the rules and laws of dunya. They not only bent the laws of physics, some entirely transcended them. Jesus, Sayyidina Isa, walked on water. The Prophet Muhammad folded time and space and ascended in a moment throughout eternity to the Divine Presence of Allah in the holy night of Laylatul Isra wal Miraj. Even when they had the wealth of the world at their feet, they chose to take the bare minimum that was necessary. Jesus was tempted by shaitan, was offered and said to him, I will give you the kingdoms of the world. But his response was, What shall it profiteth a man were he to gain the entire world and yet lose his very soul? When they offered to make the Prophet Muhammad their king, if only he would relent in calling people to Islam, the one eternal transcendent divine presence, he replied, Were you to put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left, I would not stop in calling people to the truth. Rather than establish himself on a throne, he chose to sleep on the floor and that on a thin mat, lest he become comfortable or complacent, lest he find it more difficult to awaken. In the early morning call to prayer, we recite, As-salatu khairum minanaum, As-salatu khairum minanaum. Prayer or connection with the Divine Presence is better than sleep. Awakening is better than sleep. When the world seeks comfort and sleep, the believer seeks to awaken. In this, the path of awakening the way of the spiritual warriors, the way of the Zahideen, the way of the prophets and awliya, rijalullah, men and believers of God who refused to compromise truth with the glamour and glitter of the world. They knew that dunya was not real and that it's an illusion, that it's but vanity and form, and they invested their lives and energy in truth, in transcendence, in eternity, in what is real. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the world is not even worth a single wing of a mosquito in his eyes, in his vision. You know, subhanAllah. I mean, this is truth. There is no real There is no real worth in dunya because it's not real. Matter is an illusion. And materialism is a path that leads nowhere except to loss. Loss of truth, loss of self, loss of who you really are. And so Neo is told that the matrix or the world cannot tell you who you are. Do not seek yourself in the world of form, in the story of me, which is your past, your projected future. It's not you. It's not the real you. 
yet shift consciousness to your divine and eternal being because the you that defines itself in the world will die. The wise and intelligent choose eternity. The foolish and ignorant choose dunya. You must live in dunya, yet Islam is to transcend it, to be so connected with truth, with reality, with eternity, that never do you become lost and attached to that which is unreal and which shall perish. This is the eternal warrior way. And in order to become a warrior, the human mind must realize that it is not in control of anything, not even of the physical body that it is in. Everything that Allah created is moving with and by His command, a command that encompasses all of the laws that govern the universe. We are not in control of anything. He created everything. He created every possibility, every path. But Allah gave the human mind something called the choice. And we have access to this divine given tool to choose the path we want Him to unravel for us. A simple example would be that of walking. You don't take a step because you have the power to move your body, but rather you made the choice and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed your body to move. The most important choice one can make in life is that between the path of reality and the path of illusion. The character Neo in the movie was faced with this choice when he was asked to make a choice between the red pill and the blue pill. And we know that the questioner in him drove him to that point, drove him to that moment in time to make the choice of taking the red pill to find an answer to the question, what is the matrix? Now, he chose the path that would lead him to the truth, to the nature of reality, to reality itself. The blue pill would have taken him back into the illusion, back into the harsh world of physical attachments and spiritual detachments. We know Morpheus tells him in the movie, this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Now we know that Neo chose the path, a path that begins with the realization of what the matrix points to and ends with another realization. A realization of what reality is. His first steps on the path are represented in the movie with him being wired up and pinpointed in the matrix to initiate an awakening. And that awakening was really an opening into the world of the real. And in that process, he finds himself in a state that is completely different than the life that he had lived up up to that point. Realizing that he has been dreaming since the moment he was born was very intense. It is an awakening that is very hard for the mind to grasp and accept. You know, in a dream state, the real eyes must be closed, must be shut. And for Neo, they have been for his whole life. And when he first opened his real eyes, his spiritual eyes, it hurt because he had never used them up to that point. And because of this intense reality, there's a great need for guidance. 
because it can be very dangerous for the mind to transition from the world of illusion to the world of reality. Hence why Morpheus was there. Morpheus represented the true character, nature, and knowledge of guide. He was his teacher. And just like in our tradition, Islam, a teacher or a guide finds his seeker, finds his murid and not the other way around. And subhanAllah, we see that in the movie. And there are points in our journey where we need to be taught how to walk. We have experienced it when we were young with our parents, when we went to school with our teachers, when we went to work and started our careers. But what about spirituality? Why do we reject the need for a teacher, for a guide, and justify it in our minds? In Islam, every true, every real guide has and had a guide, and every guide had his as well. All the way back to the Prophet Muhammad When we see it this way, we realize that the true teacher is Muhammad He has made the first transmission, and without it, no orders, not a single guide would have existed today. So really, a lot of what we're talking about comes down to a question of belief. Do you believe? Do you truly believe? And it's your actions. It's our actions, not our tongues, that are the evidence of our belief. How you choose to live is an indication of your belief. Do you truly believe in Allah? Or is your attachment and dependence upon the world greater? If you truly believe in Allah in eternity, you have no fear of death in any of its forms. You do not run from it, you face it, you embrace it when it comes, when it's time. You are no longer driven, you're no longer controlled and limited by fear, doubt, and disbelief. You have chosen truth and your actions testify to it. And there's also the power and the question of love. In the movie, for the love of his friend and mentor, the love of his guide, Morpheus, Neo faces his greatest fear and accepts that he is going to die so as to save his friend. He chooses death so that his friend may live. The Prophet of Allah said, None of you truly believe until he wants for his brother what he wants for himself. That's selflessness. That's beauty. That's love. Neo chooses and faces death and so he transcends it. Ego consciousness is transcended. He is no longer driven by fear, but he now begins to believe. He begins to live in belief. The power of belief is the greatest force in the universe. And effectively, by facing his fear, by facing death, Neo has effectively, he's in essence, already died. With the death of ego consciousness, there's a shift to heart and soul-based consciousness, to level three state consciousness. He's already tasted death, and no longer can it limit him. And so when he's shot, he doesn't die. The shift in consciousness is complete. He's witnessed the truth within himself. Allah says in the Holy Quran, Do not think of those slain in the way of Allah, the martyrs, the shahada, the witnesses, as dead. No, they are living. And regarding such awliya, those who have died to ego consciousness, who have dissolved in the ocean of oneness of Allah Almighty. Allah says regarding them, there's no fear on them, nor shall they grieve. And Trinity affirms this in the movie. And she says, I am no longer afraid, testifying in complete serenity at the moment of annihilation, that the divine power of love is infinitely greater than the power of fear. And Neo rises, and nothing's ever the same again. 
now one with all that is. It's no longer him fighting against the agents of the world in complete surrender and submission from this divine presence and ocean of oneness. It is now God, the divine, the universe itself that fights through Neo. And it's effortless for Neo. It's not even him doing it anymore. The ego is no longer in the way. There's no more will. And so he's purely moved by the will of the divine. He becomes invincible. This is the meaning of the hadith, Qudsi, where Allah says, if you come against one of my awliya, I will declare war on you. Because awliya, those who have transcended individual identity and ego consciousness and are one with the universe itself, there's no more separation. There's no more duality for them. How to fight against such a one? It's like an ant fighting against the universe. From this place of transcendence, Neo looks at the world and now clearly sees beyond the illusion of form. His mind has stopped. It's completely surrendered. And it no longer translates the information and energy that results in the manifestation of form and matter. He no longer bends the rules. He's transcended them altogether. He has left himself and become one, which is a permutation of his very name, Neo. He's died to his previous self and become new, which is the meaning of Neo. He's awakened to his divine potential. He's a fully realized and transcendent being at this point. And he has become a true Khalifa, a divine deputy of Allah Almighty, the eternal absolute divine source. Consciousness has fully shifted from the mind to the heart. And Allah says, Neither the heavens nor the earth can contain me, save the heart of a believer. Neo has attained true belief, Iman. He's become a believer. He shifted from thinking to knowing and so has found the divine presence within. He's realized the true depth and reality of Kalamata Shahada, the testimony of witnessing La ilaha illallah, that there is no God but God, that there is nothing but God. How can such a one be defeated? And so Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran, when Allah is with you, were the entire world to gather against you, they would not be able to defeat you. The world would not be fighting against you because you no longer exist. They would be fighting against God. For you would then have become one and attained maqamul wilaya, would have become a waliullah, a friend of Allah, fully and completely surrendered to divine will. You will have transcended time and illusion and realized your true divine destiny as Khalifatullah. You would have found God who is nearer to you than your jugular vein, and you would become the very reason and purpose of creation, in which Allah says in Hadith Qudsi, I was a hidden treasure and wanted to be known, so I created. True marifa, true knowing is oneness, and to know is to love, it's to be one with. We cover this subject in another episode as well, entitled Love in Islam, and that would also be a good episode to revisit. Unity is only possible through transcendence of the self and separation, through selflessness, through humility, through love, through surrender. And this is the way of the prophets and the men of God, Rajalullah. This is the eternal warrior way. Now, Neo, the character in the movie, is really the real representation of what a warrior should be. And, but even deeper... Neo is is you. He is everyone. Subhanallah, the, the word Neo is a cyclic permutation of the letters O-N-E, which is the one. 
And let us not confuse ourselves with this concept. We've heard this even in our tradition of the one. Because you and everyone around you is the one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that everyone has the potential to become that human being, to reach that station, to awaken, to make a connection, meaning to come to realization and transcend the illusion, transcend the matrix. All of Islam, everything that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was inspired through Jibreel alayhi salam to say is that we can wake up in this world. Because we witnessed reality before on that pre-eternal plane. And we will witness it again on the planes of resurrection and judgment. But in this world, we have a choice to either remain asleep or awaken to reality and make a connection with reality with the realms before us and after us. We see that Neo died in the movie. And because he died in that state, it was his mind, his self, his ego that died, annihilated. It became open to be polished to reflect the reality within. And at that point, we see Neo's inner vision, his basira, able to see through the illusory veils of the matrix. He was able to transcend it. He was able to decode the matrix. And he was able to defeat the evil forces. And we see it. It was clear. It became an effortless practice for him. He no longer had to depend on his mind for strength, for wisdom, for inspiration. He was totally in tune with his being, with his core. He was at a point where he transcended the state of meditation itself. And it was there in that state that he was able to make use of all of his training. He saw reality. He saw its nature on a very fundamental level. And he was connected to the source of all things. SubhanAllah, we are at a unique point in human history. We're at the edge of awakening and human potential. Akhir Zaman, which the Prophet spoke about, the end of the age and the beginning of a new. Our Shaykh, Mawlana Shaykh Nazim, Qutusallahu Sirhu, may Allah bless and raise him believed that the time of Al-Mahdi, the guided one, and the second manifestation of Jesus, Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, was imminent. And he taught that this would be an incredible, divine new world, a new reality, an era of infinite potential and possibility, Al-Asr al-Karamah, the age of miracles, in which the reality of the power of belief would be awakened and the divine secret and potential of human beings unveiled. This would be a world without limits, beyond the limits and separation of the mind, an age of spiritual light and power and presence in which anything would be possible. May we be among those to witness such wonder, beauty, light, and love. Amin. I've created an online training program regarding much of what we've actually spoken about today on this episode. It's called the Eternal Warrior Way Program, and it's designed to help members of our community rediscover their divine potential and their divine purpose and to become empowered and to transcend fear. It's a very comprehensive program about the way of the enlightened spiritual warrior and about spiritual asceticism. You can learn more about the Eternal Warrior Way program at eternalwarriorway.com. And with that, we wish you all strength and success, happiness, light and love. 
and inshallah, the clarity and the vision to transcend illusion, to awaken to truth, to awaken to your personal divine potential and your divine destiny, to the very reason for which you were created. May Allah Almighty guide your footsteps, your path, and your vision. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength to subdue our egos, our minds. May Allah give us the inspiration. May Allah teach us. Allah, take our hands and help us walk on this path, the path of purifying the heart. Allah, we ask you for that. We ask you that you elevate us even higher in this world to help us wake up and to see and experience reality, to experience what it is like to be in your divine presence in this world, the world of form, the dense world, the physical world. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Allahumma Ameen. Ameen. And this brings us to the end of another episode. Alhamdulillah wa shukrullah and thank you for listening and tuning in. Please continue supporting the Soul of Islam Radio by liking us on Facebook, subscribing to this podcast in iTunes, giving us a review and recommending to your family and friends. And for more information and if you feel inspired to support this work, you can make a donation on our website at soulofislamradio.com. To learn more about us and our projects, you can visit my website at ahmedsakamini.com and Ihsan's website at ihsanalexander.com. And to learn how to become like Neo, to become the one, the one who can access and maximize his own potential and make a connection with the reality within, to have access to tools that will help you take the first steps on the eternal warrior way, you can visit eternalwarriorway.com and with that may the peace the mercy the blessings and the light of the divine be upon you all assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh